Good morning. God bless you, church, and welcome to our virtual worship service. I'm so glad you've tuned in once again. And I'm going to be reading God's word to you from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. But before I do that, I just want to uh, let Sylvia know. Sylvia, we're praying for your brother, Junior. We're lifting him up and we're praying for his well-being, for his comfort, his salvation, that God is just there with him uh, during these difficult times. Also, uh, just want to remind Tomas, we're lifting up Socorro for uh, for just for God's presence and peace in her life and um, uh, and the Perez family. Don't want to forget them. We're, we're just going to continue for uh, praying for them uh, and comfort as we had Wilfred's homegoing service this past Friday. And uh, so we want to continue to pray for them. But I'll be reading this morning from the book of First Timothy, chapter one, verse 18. This is what it says. It says, Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by following them, you might fight the good fight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we ask that you would speak to us through your word. I I pray once again, Lord, that you would remove me out of the way so that your words can be heard. That we would hear you, that we would, uh, my God, sense your presence, your, your, your call to us personally, specifically, to rise up and to be who you've called us to be. We thank you this morning, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here is a letter written by Paul to his young disciple, Timothy, right? Probably his favorite disciple. But unlike Paul... Timothy was not as outgoing. Uh, He wasn't as uh, bold and courageous. In fact, there are times when he seems to be a bit timid. Uh, Paul calls him that in the second letter, timid. And and it seems to be like uh, perhaps he's uh, somewhat hesitant about the calling upon his life, hesitant about the things of God. And although Timothy was called to do great things for God, In his own heart, he may have felt that all of those great aspirations were much greater than his personality would allow him to accomplish. So timidity does that. That idea, that that sense of of hesitancy or or fear, timidity, it it has this this, uh, hold upon us that causes us to shy away from challenges, to shy away from stepping out and being all that God wants us to be. It's a lack of courage. It's a lack of confidence. It's that feeling that people get when they know that something great can happen. The question is whether or not great things can happen through me. And this was Timothy's issue. Fear or reluctance to act. But at some point in Timothy's life, great things were said about him. Someone said great things about him as a younger man. And Paul calls those words that were spoken about him prophecies. And unfortunately, we don't have a record of the prophecies that were spoken about him. But Paul is banking on those words. He's saying, I believe in those words that describe your future influence. I believe in those words. I believe that you would be a man of distinction and a man of honor. I believe it'll come true from early in his life. 
those around him entertained the idea that he would be a special person, a, 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 a huge asset to the church. There were many early indications about his ability and his giftedness, giftedness from way back when he was a young man. In fact, Paul brought this idea up again in the second letter that he wrote uh, to Timothy when he said in Second Timothy chapter 314, he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you've learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. From infancy, you've known. Early on, we saw things in you, Timothy. Early on, there were indications of something special about your life. These were early indications of seriousness, early indications of calling. And sometimes people have to be reminded of the hopes they bring to other people. Sometimes we have to be reminded that people hope in you. Uh, People see things in you, right? It could be things your mother saw in you, right? Or your friends saw in you. And or maybe even when you think of prophecies made of you or scriptures that stand out and speak to you as if it was God's special word directly to you. Sometimes we have to be reminded that in this fight that we're in, and we're definitely in a fight, that in this fight, you make a difference, that you matter. And God has supplied the whole army just by enlisting you in the army of God, just by having you in the fight. You bring something to the fight and all the hopes that you brought to so many, so many years ago are not lost. Though you may have wasted time, that happens sometimes, and years have gone by, the expectations, though they may be buried deep, somewhere deep in our lives, maybe somewhere deep in our memories, the expectations inside us are are still alive. And God needs to remind us from time to time. This is a kind of reminiscence that Paul is taking Timothy on this this memory, a memory lane, if you if you will. Like uh, it wasn't flattery or a compliment, but a charge. He says, "I'm, I'm giving you this instruction not to disappoint the long held hopes that people around you have in you. Let's not forget how you've inspired people. Even if it was just a little bit, how people have looked at you and said, you know, one day, one day, this will, this will, this uh, son of mine, this brother, he's going to become great. This daughter, this sister is going to do great things. Some of us need to be reminded that what someone saw in you, however long ago it was, it was real. There was something they really saw. It was real. She's going to be great someday. He's going to be great someday. And in the meantime, the devil works overtime in doing everything he can to squash that hope. To to make you look in the eyes of other people as if perhaps they were wrong in what they thought they saw in you. Or, Or that 
or, or that you will never amount to what people, the, the aspirations and the hopes that people put in you. He works overtime to create that sense of, of inadequacy. It may have been whatever God has spoken to you long ago. Uh, it may have been a prediction. It may have been a word, a, a scripture. It may have been a, a, a prophecy by a church leader or some inspired individual who came to you and, and spoke to you about great things that they feel God has for you. Uh, it could have been even a stranger that came along out of the blue and recognized hidden qualities in your life who saw, and, and this, I believe, is what happens to Timothy. They saw Timothy, and they, and they called out his future long before it happened. Those around him, family members, friends, church members, or, or strangers. Hey, man, there, there's something about you. Something about you that offers hope. Right? It may have been his mama, Right? Who saw something special in him. You know, mamas tend to do that from time to time. My boy is going to be president one day. All right. And, and even though all you became was the president of the, the Rusty Bucket Car Club, you know, she wasn't that far off. She saw something in you and you became some of that at least. Right. But however, it happens because it happens. Friends say things. Uh, relatives say things, church members say things about you, that there's something, a, a glimmer, a, a glimpse of something about you that they see. And it's a real thing they see and they may voice it. They may say something to you about it. Hold on to it. You got to be reminded of that. However, it happens. Paul for Timothy. Paul is now remembering those words spoken about Timothy. And he's urging Timothy to live out those predictions, to live out the things that were spoken about him, a calling much higher than you're living now. And when you compare where you are right now to the, the aspirations and hopes that people have placed on you, you're not there yet, Timothy. And, and I see I see what God wants to do. And I believe that there's more inside you. And by living them out, you'll be able to fight the good fight that God has called you to fight. What an example Paul is providing for Timothy. What an example Paul is providing for us today. Paul refuses to give up on a man where life has really taken him down a difficult road. Paul refuses to say, no, you know, he's he's a has been. He's washed up. Nothing good will come from this. He's just too timid. He's just too relaxed, too reserved. He believes the prophecy. I believe that they can still come to pass in spite of what you've become. I refuse to give up on you. Remembering the words that were spoken about you, remembering the prophecy. Words have this unusual power to influence us. And we know that. We know just how powerful even negative words, especially negative words, can have upon us. But positive words can be even more transforming than all those negative words that we've heard in our lives. We've been put down. There have been things said about us, people who've made fun of us. And, and it has a, 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 you know, an impact in our lives. We used to sing that song, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt me. Words do hurt. 
and they limit us sometimes. But so can positive words. They can also break those limitations. Positive words can do something uh, supernatural. Positive words can influence and inspire us in ways that go far beyond our imagination. They are more impactful and they need to be nurtured and remembered. Positivity is life giving. It is generative. That means it is inspiring. It gives life. Positivity gives life to us. And we've all heard the stories of great achievers who testify that that their success comes from the the gentle words of a parent or or the, or the, the guidance of a teacher, words from others that have inspired them through their lives. Cesar Chavez. Mary Angelou, uh, uh, Albert Einstein or Martin Luther King uh, all have had stories of of people who have spoken into their lives influentially and sometimes even prophetically that inspired them to rise up to fight when all odds were against them. And they have fought and they have fought and they've made a difference in the lives of so many people. In many instances, there were marginal conversations Small uh, compliments that were just given just, you know, on on the side, little conversations or or compliments, lessons, appreciations or praises that somehow took root and became motivating to the individuals that they were speaking to because they aligned with God's word in some way, aligned with God's promises in some way. Somehow they aligned with God's will for your life. And it was God who inspired those words to be spoken in the first place, specifically to you. Little words, they didn't have to be huge banners in the sky, just a little word spoken in an inconspicuous place at an, uh, you know, an unsuspecting time that just happened to come out and capture you. You got to be reminded of those words. Over time, some of us forget the compliments. Over time, we forget the words of approval, hopes that people have expressed about you, hopes that someday uh, something great will take place in and through you. Sometimes we tend to forget those things. All those life giving words, scriptures, Promises from God, promises and scriptures that that has spoken to our lives and in a deep and meaningful way, all have been flooded over by negative experiences, hardships. They've been flooded over by, uh, you know, difficult times, even failure at times. And it causes us to doubt those words from long ago. But Paul believes that by invoking memory, By invoking the memory of those life-giving words, the memory itself will inspire Timothy to rise up and fight this good fight that he's talking about. To be like a seasoned warrior that right now what we need in this fight are seasoned warriors that are able to fight a good fight. And if I can remind you that that we saw this, this ability in you so long ago, if I can remind you of the words that were spoken of you, perhaps you'll take heart and you'll fight this good fight. Wow. So Paul says, Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction 
right? Not because I think it's great advice. He doesn't say that. Or, or not because I heard it uh, in, in a song that I like. He, he didn't say that either, right? But I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. I, I'm instructing you to do something, not because I think it's just good advice, but because I remember little evidences of God saying the same thing to you in the voices of others so long ago in your life. Do you remember what people have said about you? Do you remember the positive, those words of of inspiration, those words that motivate, that describe something great in you? That is what I want to recall. That is what I want to bring to memory. And this morning, I would venture to say that there have been many words like that spoken to us, to you, right there where you are. There have been words that have been spoken to you by people around you, friends, teachers, and others. Oh, of course, we've had plenty of the negative words, right? Negative words by teachers and leaders and judges even, right? People that have believed that we won't amount to much. That is the lie of the enemy. Because God has whispered your greatness, whispered to you all that God desires to do in your life. And we cannot forget what God is saying. He is speaking a word concerning you. And there may be words believed about you in the hearts and the minds of other people who are just simply waiting to see the fulfillment of those aspirations come to life in you uh, this morning. Words spoken with prophetic imagination, aspirations about you in the hearts and minds of people, words that that take you out of the average and into the supernatural world of faith. Words that elevate prophecies, promises. What were they? They were spoken to you throughout your lifetime. See, somewhere in, in Timothy's past, it was predicted that he would become something more than he was. Time had passed. He had grown up. He had become a leader in the church. Time had passed, yet the prophecies were still yet to be fulfilled. And that was simply for Timothy to remember the words and believe it. That's all you had to do. That was that was the only condition that these things were to come to pass is that you just remember, just remember the words and take them to heart. That's all you have to do. Take hold of these words, those ancient words that God gave you. Words from your past, not the negative ones, but the positive ones, not the painful ones, but the promising ones to take hold of those words. Reach into your past. And that's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to reach into your past. I want you to remember Those words spoken by grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts and uncles, those positive things, prophecies made about you, words spoken over your life, promises given to you by God. There may have been dreams that you had that that you knew were something different than just an average dream. Words spoken to you about your destiny. Paul is telling Timothy, man, I'm instructing you not because I have good advice for you, not because there's something I think that everybody's talking about these days. And I think you need to know it. I am. I have instructions for you 
in keeping with the prophecies that have been spoken about you so long ago. If we can just grab on to those early words, words that provide a sense of destiny, words that provide a sense of direction. Those are the words Paul wants Timothy to remember. Reach into your past and take hold of every God-given promise, every prophecy, every life-giving description about your better self, about who you can be and who you will be once you focus on what God is saying that you are. Remember those things. Be inspired by those things so that you can fight the good fight. I would encourage you to read the rest of it. It goes on and Paul begins to describe those who let go of those words like Hymenaeus and Alexander. And they ended up shipwrecking their faith to shipwreck. I mean, you think about Paul, the words that he used in his descriptions when he says that someone shipwrecked their faith. Once a ship is wrecked back in his day, a a wooden ship, once it hits the rocks, once the waves, you can't rebuild that ship. It's, it's gone. And he's saying this is what happens to the faith of some. That they allow those prophecies, those promises to, to get lost and they shipwreck their faith. They, they lose the confidence ever to be rebuilt, to sail again for God. Remember the prophecies God has given to you. The aspirations in the hearts and the minds of those around you, people who have seen things in you. Remember them, take hold of them and live them out, because that is what God wants you to become. So that you can fight the good fight of faith and make a difference in this world that we're living in. Let me pray for uh, you and us this morning uh, right there where you are. I want you to just bow your heads. We're going to pray. Father God. I thank you for your words this morning. I thank you for every promise. My God, help us. We we find it easy to remember the negative. We find it easy to remember the challenges, my God, the painful times, those memories that are seared into our minds. But this morning, help us to remember the compliments. My God, the prophecies, the promises, Father God. Help us to take hold of those things and to live them out so that we may fight the good fight of faith today as you have called us to greater things. We ask this in Jesus' name, for it's in his name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. God bless you. Be safe and uh, continue to send in your prayer requests. We're praying for you, and I hope to see you soon. Amen.